Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Well, if you look at the weather, we're not. It's only going to be 46 today, a chance of rain, and a breezy day later on. And then tomorrow, sun, Saturday, and it's only for one day, though, so don't get too excited. Saturday, it's supposed to be about 73 around here. Then Sunday back to 57, and Monday the 44-degree high is in the forecast. So, again, one day at a time is the way we make it. Chore time on a shank of the day on Wax. Bob and Jill with you this morning as we've got uh, lots to talk about. We're going to listen in on a conversation Jill had earlier with the uh, farmer around here who's uh, very involved in renewable energy. Give us a little highlight, Jill, of what that's all about. I had the opportunity to talk to Matt Gabler down by Augusta, and he talked about his renewable energy journey. It all started with him needing some water out to a pasture, and he got a solar pump. Mm-hmm. Moved on to uh, investing in the ethanol industry and getting some solar panels for his house and into his wind turbine, and his final step was to get an electric car. All right, so we'll hear all about that coming up here in a little while this morning. We'll also, hey, good luck for turkey hunters. If you're up and at them, getting ready to get out and go turkey hunting. This is uh, opening day of the turkey season, so uh, again, that'll last for a while. I never did understand the turkey season, but it includes six Seven-day periods running Wednesday through the following Tuesday, and all seven turkey management zones will be open for hunting. And I don't know how many turkeys you see running across the Wilkie uh, Land and Cattle Company, but, man, there's a lot of them out there. I saw one hit on the interstate the other day. I'm like, boy, I hope that, you know, and when you hit a turkey, it's just about worse than hitting a deer because they just... Oh, they hit you so hard. I, uh, I've I never hit, hit one. I hit one once in the when I had a van in the windshield. Woke the kids up really quick. I guess it will. So again, hopefully you get them uh, out in the field and not on the highway. But when you start seeing them running across the highway, just saw one yesterday when I was out and about in the countryside, heading down towards Downsville and down that way. Saw one running across the road. So... Uh, when you see them across the road, there's a lot of them around the countryside, just like deer. So good luck, turkey hunters, and a whole lot more that we're going to talk about this morning. Prices and, oh, uh, speaking of the Walkie Land and Cattle Company, what, the count changed at all, those calves? Well, we're at 51. Oh, you are? You're over 50 now. Yep, we're at 51. We've got 26 girls and 25 boys. Ooh, that's a nice family. Nice family. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's the update, but uh, we've got a whole lot more for you this morning, including the weather forecast. We'll talk about uh, warming up, but for this time of the year, just one day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's check our weather forecast here. We're about three minutes before 5 o'clock if you want to check your clock. 
Brought to you by Marquardt Motors. Marquardt Motors would like to thank you, their valued and loyal customers, their hardworking employees, and the surrounding community for making Marquardt Motors the largest General Motors dealership in the state of Wisconsin. Weather today, about 46 for a high chance of rain and uh, breezy conditions a little later on. Winds will pick up 10, 15, 20 miles an hour. Tomorrow, look for some sunshine and 56 degrees chance of rain again on Friday, mid-50s. Chance of a little more rain on Saturday, but temperatures should warm up to the low 70s and then back to about 57 on Sunday and 44 on Monday. It's 42 degrees right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. On a Wednesday morning here at Wax again, 42 right now. I'm going to warm up much by 46. Chance of rain and uh, breezy a little later on as the day goes along. I don't know, 10, 20 miles an hour breezes around the area. And again, chance of rain up way up north. There's some now mixed with snow, but uh, moving in. So spring can't. Uh, can't be far away, can it? As I said, going down towards uh, Downsville and out that way yesterday, I saw a lot of tractors running in the fields, spreading and uh, getting some early spring work done that needs to get done, and hopefully we can get it done and get into the fields full time. But again, not uh, not warming up until Saturday and then just for one day. Hey, it's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM. W-A-X-X Eau Claire. How about some news this morning? NBC News Radio. I'm Mark Mayfield. It's now up to the CDC to decide whether a travel mask mandate is needed. If it is, the Justice Department will appeal this week's court ruling that ended the requirement on planes, trains, and buses. But even though the TSA is no longer enforcing the mandate, several cities still are in airports and on some transportation. President Biden is opening up about possibly visiting the war-torn country of Ukraine. Brian Shook reports. While in New Hampshire, Biden said he doesn't know if he'll get to make another trip there. It came while Biden was promoting the role of ports in the U.S. economy in his visit to New England. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky said on CNN's State of the Union Sunday that he wants Biden to visit his country and believes that he will. I'm Brian Shook. Canada is joining the U.S. and Britain in more punishment for Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The country put sanctions on President Vladimir Putin's two adult daughters. Officials believe the women are hiding their father's wealth. Several other Russian associates and their families have been sanctioned as well. Canada also decided to send more weapons to Ukraine after the prime minister spoke to President Biden and other world leaders yesterday. The governors of Texas and Arizona are sounding off on dealing with the immigration surge at the Mexican-U.S. border. Lisa Taylor has more. Republican Greg Abbott of Texas said the Biden administration has a national security issue that it's not addressing. Arizona Republican Doug Ducey said lifting the policy known as Title 42 is a mistake. He added he's taking steps in his state to stop fentanyl from coming across the border because it's the leading killer of teens in southern Arizona. Abbott said this issue isn't Republican or Democratic, but an American one that needs to be addressed immediately. I'm Lisa Taylor. And Netflix is hoping to attract more subscribers by cutting costs. The streaming giant is exploring the option of cheaper plans with ads after losing 200,000 customers this year. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Hey, it's warming up. Well, for one day. Not today either. 46, the high today with a chance of rain. Breezy conditions. It'll pick up as the day goes along. Sun tomorrow on 56, so that won't be too bad. Friday, a chance of rain, 55. The warm day is going to be Saturday at 73 with a chance of rain. And partly sunny on Sunday, 57. Partly sunny on Monday, too. But the high is only going to be 44. So not uh, not what we're looking for, that's for sure. Rice Lake, 43 this morning. Medford, 36. Wausau, 37. Marshfield, 38. La Crosse, 46. Green Bay, 35. Madison, Sun Prairie, Milwaukee, all at 42 this morning. Rice Lake's warmer in Milwaukee, isn't that something? And right now, we're 42 degrees here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls area. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. 
Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Hi, I'm Bob Bosol. Plan to join me on a tour featuring the Oberammergau Passion Play and agricultural visits in Bavaria and Austria, August 1st through the 9th. Timeless Bavaria will be in the Austrian Alps. The Oberammergau Passion Play will also explore agriculture in the region. Cattle farms, the 500-year-old salt mines of Salzburg, and a glimpse of the cheese-making industry. Visit HolidayVacations.com, keyword wax, to learn more about this tour and watch a travel show or call 888 Two zero for a free brochure. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, come on along with us to Europe in August. It's going to be fun. Hitler's Eagle's Nest, Dachau, Berchtesgarten. Look that up on a computer and look at the history and look at that place and how spectacular that is. Uh, Salt mines in Salzburg. Get on a boat and actually get down through the caves and see the salt crystals glistening in the ceiling and uh, Dachau, the prison camp. Lots of neat and fun. Of course, a lot of farms and all kinds of uh, mountain scenery and mountain passes. Going to be fun, but that's not till August. we got other work to do here as we look at the markets, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance and Jill, the cash livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 135 and a half to 143 with mixed at 88 to 135. Choice fed beef heifers are 133 to 143 with mixed at 80 to 132. Choice fed Holstein steers are 121 to 132 with selects at 79 to 120. Cows are 59 to 101. Bulls are 73 to 118. Butcher hogs are 85 to a dollar. Sows are 75 to 88 with boars at 35 to 37. New crop market lambs are 180 to 238 with old crop market lambs one dollar to one fifty-five. Feeder lambs are one twenty-five to three twenty. At the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures were mixed. Live cattle were higher yesterday. April closed one forty-one thirty-five. That was up eighty-seven. June one thirty-six fifty-seven, up seventy-seven. August at one thirty-eight seventeen. That was up eighty cents. And October at one forty-four thirty, up fifty-two. Feeder cattle were mixed. May was up a dollar sixty-two, closing at one sixty seventy-seven. August two cents lowered one seventy one forty five. September feeders down a nickel at one seventy four ninety two, and October down twelve cents at one seventy seven seventy. And uh, lean hog carcass contracts lower yesterday. May one fourteen seventy at the close down a dollar eighty two. June at one twenty one thirty two down a dollar seven. July at one twenty two even down thirty two. And August at one twenty oh seven that was down a dime. Board of Trade. Well, it was uh, higher, some profit-taking. It was, a well, kind of a quiet day because the same things are affecting the markets, weather, the Ukrainian situation. So, again, the markets took some uh, higher numbers and then profit-taking. And overnight, July corn, three cents lower from yesterday's close, sitting at 7.96 this morning. July oats down six at 7.30 a bushel. The wheat up a penny at 11.10. July soybeans up a fraction this morning at sixteen ninety two and soybean meal up two ten a ton at four hundred sixty one dollars and seventy cents. Dairy markets were lower yesterday. Barrel cheese two cents lower, two thirty nine and a half. Blocks down three and three quarters at two thirty six. Butter down two and a quarter at two seventy one and three quarters. April class three down four at twenty four twenty six. And no more twenty five dollar milk on the board. May down seventy five cents at twenty four thirty eight. June down sixty seven at twenty four fifty eight. July down fifty six at twenty four thirty. And August down twenty five at twenty four seventeen. And prices were lower out through December. So that's a look at the markets this morning. Brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Forecast for today: chance of some rain, breezy conditions. High about 46. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's time for our Parole Vision Partners update. I am Brad Matson. He's the lead agronomist at Parole Vision Partners. Weather, weather, weather. That seems to be what's on everybody's mind, and especially the farmers who are not able to get into the fields. That's the hot topic of conversation. It's been... That way, this spring and all springs, it seems like a month or month and a half ago, everybody was worried we we're you know in a dry spell, and 
Mother Nature is taking care of that problem for us. Now if we could get out of the Ice Age, that would be even better. And whether for the this coming next week is we're finally going to get out of the rain, it looks like, whether we're going to be cool. And that's going to cause a lot of uh, concerns and, and uh, what do we do type of scenario. Even though our weather is what it is, and there's nothing we can really do about it, are we really behind in the planting realm of the year? Oh, not really. I've looked at the data that we've collected here over the years, and if I had to pick a single date to plant corn uh, for optimum yield, then that's going to be May 3rd, right right in that neck of the woods. So we're still a couple weeks out from that point. The question is, is how long does it take you to plant? And that dictates on how far you should start ahead. And then you have to weigh that out with, is it too cold to plant? Am I going to get cold shock? Am I going to stress that corn plant? This year here, I think we're going to see a few more people probably planting a few more beans. Uh, they can take the cold a little bit more. Uh, may start out with some beans if you want to get going a little earlier in the next week and stuff like that to start the planting process. The cord is really sensitive to that cold temperature, that cold shock, and you know, trying to manage that as best as we can. You know, at some point, we're just going to have to get going, but we're not up to that point as of right now. You mentioned starting with some of the beans. Are the beans more tolerant to the cold at this point? They can take colder temperatures than corn can. There's a lot of data that shows that early planting beans have, you know, um, do really well on the yields, even if we do lose some of the plants. As long as you're selecting the right variety so they are a little bit more bushy, they'll tolerate that, they'll bush out a little bit more, and they'll compensate for that. Last year we had some people plant really early. It got frosted a couple times. The beans looked tough early on. They were a little slower, but by gosh, they, they did pretty good by the time the end end of the season and, and the grain tank came around. 10, 15 years ago, we didn't plant beans until Memorial Weekend because we were so worried because the growing point on beans is above the ground. But because of the oil content, they have their own natural little antifreeze. They can take co- uh, colder weather better than corn can. So who should we consult on starting with beans or corn? I would talk with your agronomist. You know, ask them if you're getting nervous and you want to get going. You know, is a you still have to have the field conditions correct so that you're not mudding the product in or whatever. But talk to your agronomist. Throw them a question: What should we be doing? Should we uh, start start out with some soybeans and then then switch over to corn? Those types of things. And you know, because they they'll understand you know your local weather. They'll understand the your conditions and that, and help you make the best decision on on how to proceed. I think that's a viable option for a lot of people to look at if they want to get started here in middle end the next week to get started with that until these soil temperatures warm up. Right now we're so cold I wouldn't even think of putting a kernel of corn in the ground at this point, but uh, because it'll just sit there in the price of seed, the, pre- the value of that crop, you just have too much risk getting too excited and planting too early this year. But when we get in those fields, we should have done all of our prep on our planters and gotten everything ready. Yep, everybody's been pretty much ready to go that I've talked to, and you know, just some fine tuning. And but most people, when uh, when Mother Nature gives us the go ahead, it's going to be a full throttle at this point, and it's going to be a pretty hectic spring. Just remember, we all need to be safe out there and respectful of those farmers that are moving and doing the best job that they can, because you know we're going to end up in the crunch time. And that was our ProVision Partner update with Brad Matson, the lead agronomist at ProVision Partners, and I'm Jill Welke. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Almost Report. 17 minutes after 5 o'clock, and again, the Jill Welke Show will continue here in a few moments when we take a look at farm news and also uh, talk to Matt Gabler on renewable energy. But uh, we do have uh, some news, lots of uh, numbers and prices we're going to take a look at next as we look at the farm news on WAX. Brought to you by Chili Implement in Chile. Pioneers of the subcompact tractor have upped the game again with the all-new Kubota BX80 series. It is powerful, rugged, and easy to operate, ready to take on your toughest work. Plus, you get a complete set of land pride implements, including three-point snowblowers and 60-inch snow blades. The all-new Kubota BX80. It has the performance, versatility, and comfort you're looking for. Contact Chili Implement in Chili today. You can reach them at 715-683-2444. Keeping it rural. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Haven't Report. heard that guy in a long time, old Scott. Hopefully he's uh, doing well down there in uh, the hills and valleys down by Osseo. But in the meantime, Joe, lots of prices. Just about any commodity you can, you can name is going up in price. The latest consumer price index from the Labor Department shows grocery prices are up 10% in the last year. The biggest increase in prices for food consumed at home in 41 years. Just this past March, food prices went up almost 9%, with butter prices up over 12%, milk up over 13%, eggs up 11%, Breakfast cereal, 9% higher with fresh fruit, 10% more expensive. Lettuce is up 12%. Roast coffee saw a 12% increase. And salad dressing prices jumped 14%. American consumers now spend just over 13 cents of every consumer dollar on food. Dairy farmers are enjoying higher prices for their milk thanks to a smaller worldwide milk supply and higher demand around the world. And a new report from the Daily Dairy Report indicates that a smaller milk supply should keep prices higher for this foreseeable future. Numbers from this past December show the combined milk output in Argentina, Australia, the European Union, New Zealand, and the U.S. was down almost 1.5% from a year ago. That represented a loss of 750 million pounds of milk and was the biggest year-to-year drop since 2016. Interesting things going on around the world, that is for sure. Thank you, Jill. Look at some of our farm news, courtesy of Chile Implement. In Chile, coming up, we'll talk to that area farmer, Matt Gabler, about renewable energy. Solar panels, wind turbines, manure digesters, all renewable energy sources we see in rural Wisconsin and on agricultural land. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, Sometimes renewables can be hard to embrace, but others welcome it with open arms. Jill Welke speaks with a gentleman in her neck of the woods who has been in renewable energy for years. Yes, I did. Stephanie, I had the chance to visit with Matt Gabler. He's an Eau Claire County farmer down here by Augusta, and he started out 20 years ago, and he started out with a solar pump, and he's moved on from investing in ethanol plants to a wind turbine and finally he is to an electric car this is jill welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in eau claire we're going to hear about matt gabler and his journey through renewable energy started about the year 2000 2001 my next door neighbor was looking to sell off a parcel of his land to remodel his house being that it adjoined my land it made sense to consider it about half probably a little over half of the property was actually lowland, grassy, kind of swampy wetland that had been pastured at one time. Started thinking about how I can use this as a pasture. The downside was that it was nowhere near electricity. So having a way to supply water to the cattle, I started thinking about, well, do I really want to go down there every day in the summer with a gallon of gasoline and run a gasoline pump to drive a, a water pump? And came up with the idea, I wonder if there's a a solar water pump out there that would work. And so searching on the internet, I discovered a couple different companies, did some research, and found uh, that for, I guess it cost me, the whole thing cost me about $1,000 at that time. It was a product called a solar slow pump, they called it. Well, this is about 30 acres, and it, it can pasture about 15 to 20 animals a year. So I kind of did the arithmetic and talked to some people at the company. With a 500-gallon tank, this solar water pump supplies the water without any battery backup for those animals, and it's been working for 20 years, so it proved that it does work. But that's what kind of got me on the whole renewable energy area of interest. So renewable energy started out of the need to pump some water, but you've gone even farther and you've done some more steps. Well, the next step in the journey was in 2005 up at Boyceville, the Western Wisconsin Renewable Energy Co-op was formed where interested farmers could buy shares in this new co-op. And the idea was you'd supply a bushel of corn for every share that you purchased in the co-op. That way you could either make money on ethanol or make money on corn, depending on which market was higher. And then you also, as long as the, the ethanol plant was successful, you'd be getting dividends from them too. Part of the charter when they 
built that co-op was that after five years when the original construction loan came due, the board would have to decide whether they would want to, on behalf of the co-op, renew that loan or entertain offers to buy the co-op. seems the whole purpose of the thing was to generate demand for corn. It wasn't so much about who owned what. So it it ended up being that another large ethanol co-op of farmers down in Illinois and Iowa made them an offer they couldn't refuse. By 2010, they had decided to sell that co-op, and I, after initially investing, I think it was $25,000, I suddenly had $125,000, which was the easiest money I ever made in my life, and probably ever will. But anyway, it was okay. Do I just do the normal thing and and take that money and, and buy something or put it in savings? At the same time, it just so happened that I was exiting the dairy business, and I made the decision to just convert to, to cash crop. Me and my wife had taken uh, a trip after we sold our cows, a trip to Germany. And on that trip, we couldn't help but notice how throughout Germany, the landscape was filled with wind turbines and solar panels on roofs. But we came home and my wife said, you know, every time we try to eat outside on, on the lawn or anything, it's windy, we can't hold our place. We know from living here 20 years, there's a constant wind at our place. Why don't you put up a winter? <laughs> I actually started to investigate a little bit and contacted a few uh, installers and got the lowdown. On At the same time, we had just experienced the so-called Great Recession. And part of the uh, stimulus money that uh, Congress appropriated had to do with uh, incentives for renewable energy. So I I started looking into a wind turbine. At that time, it was a 30% tax credit you got from the government. Focus on Energy had like $5,000 at that time. There was some grant money available through the USDA as part of that stimulus package. I applied for it, did not get it the first year was disappointed but turned my my uh, gaze to solar in 2011 invested in two uh, solar arrays for my house come the next year the installer contacted me a few months down the road said are you still interested i said well i'm still interested but the the money has to work still interested in the wind turbine still interested in the wind turbine realizing you know you do a renewable energy project whether it's solar or wind the payback is going to be a number of years. It's not immediate. It's a long-term project. And by long-term, it depends on how, how the sun shines in your locale, how the wind blows. So for me, it's probably a, 20, a good 20, 25-year project. Even renewable energy, you don't care how long it takes to pay back. That's completely legitimate. Later in the year, I was notified by USDA. The person that was ahead of me had either dropped out or been disqualified. Do you ever have any extra that you're able to sell back or get a refund? Yes, that's a really good question. Now, when I built it, to get in on all the grants and, and stuff from uh, Focus on Energy or, or the USDA for Dairyland Co-op, you have to agree that you're not doing this to try to make money. You're doing it to supply energy for your use. But to get on what they call net metering, which means when you're using uh, energy off the grid, you pay the, your normal rate per kilowatt hour. If you're generating electricity that you're not using, instead of having to worry about having batteries to charge to make use of the energy you're, you're generating, it'll go back on the grid and the meter will read on a separate meter how much is going on the grid. So they pay me the same amount per kilowatt hour that they charge me. The times, especially when I'm not using that much electricity in the summertime, I'm actually getting credit on my bill. I use that up in other parts of the year when I'm, for example, using air dryers on my grain bin to dry corn. And again, that's Matt Gabler down in Augusta. And we're going to hear more of this with Matt and his uh, energy-saving philosophy on his farm and how he's doing it. As he said, it's not a quick payback. I think a lot of people don't realize it's, you know, 20, 25 years in some of these cases. But uh, he's doing things that he's uh, very much believing in. Yep, is a long-time investment. He even said that if he went back and they asked him to put up the wind turbine right now, he might not do it just because of the long investment. Yeah, it is, but interesting stuff. So we'll hear more from Matt tomorrow morning. We're going to hear from uh, Rocky over there at Premier Livestock next right here on Wax. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Almost 5.30 in the morning, and we're going to check some of our market activity. Head over to Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. 
Morning, Rocky. How you doing? Good morning. Doing wonderful. Are uh, you looking for 70 degrees on Saturday? Boy, that would be uh, pretty nice out there turkey hunting. Oh, that's right. You going out this morning? Uh, no. No, not this morning. I'm pretty busy. Oh, but, uh, no, I got my daughter will start hers on Wednesday. Actually, right. yeah, today it starts. So. Good for her. Yeah, today is opening day. All right. Well, uh, we won't worry about turkey prices, but what's been going on with cattle? Uh, thank you, Bob, and uh, good morning, everyone. This is our yesterday's special feeder cattle auction shaped up here at Premier Livestock. We sold 775 head of feeder cattle. We sold 75 bred beef cows and bulls. Market was strong with excellent demand all day. New crop beef calves sold mostly 135 to 185. Yearlings mostly 125 to 170. Holstein steers mostly 95 to $1.35. Bred beef cows on a light test mostly 1000 to $1,600. Beef breeding bulls up to eighteen hundred. Next special feeder cattle auction will be May third, today Wednesday, nine thirty a.m. We have our hay and bedding auction. Then eleven o'clock a.m. We have a special dairy cattle auction today. Fantastic lineup of dairy cattle. Expecting right at three hundred head of dairy cattle. We do have a feature consignment today: the Sand Hill Registered Holstein Dispersal. We're going to have one hundred and five registered Holstein cows and heifers, uh, top-notch cattle. They're going to be tied stall milk cows, but they are free stall, sand bedded free stall adapted, 83 pound average, 4-2 butterfat, 3-2 protein, 41 somatic cell. The herd's BAA is 109. Uh, we'll sell all the heifers as well. They're going to be calves through Springer's mini March show prospect calves selling. Uh, we will have a full catalog on the website on those already. Preliminary catalog is up already on there. Uh, we're also selling two fancy registered Jersey fresh cows. They're going to start the sale off with the Sandhill dispersal right at 11 o'clock. Uh, so don't be late. Sandhill's right at 11. Other consignments to follow. Boy, we got a stellar lineup right after the herd. We got uh, several trailer loads of parlor freestall cows. Uh, really the ripping fancy kind. Lots of 90 to 140 pounders. Uh, we got a load of hand-picked tie stall cows that are also freestall adapted. They're ripping fancy. Uh, here's 17 spring and heifers off the top herd of cows sold last year at Premier uh, from uh, the Jeff Peterson family. Uh, we got registered Holstein breeding bulls. If you want it, we got it today. Go to the website, look what we got, go to our uh, Facebook page on Premier as well. Uh, today's auction will have two online bidding platforms. We'll have, be on Cattle USA and we'll be on cowbuyer.com. You must pre register for those. Um, questions, give us a call, 715 229 2500. If you can't make the sale, uh, you need us to do some order buying for you. We can also do that today. But, yeah, give us a call, 715-229-2500. And, Bob, that's the way it's shaped up. Boy, Travis and the boys are going to have to really sing her fast today to get them all in. There is, there is. Mike said we got quality today. We're pretty excited about it. Well, so. you should be. Hey, have a good one, Rocky. You too. Thank you. You bet. And we'll get the results of that tomorrow morning from Rocky over there at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. And uh, we've got... Uh, weather coming up. We're going to get to uh, Mr. Mike Dandry and find out what's going on. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we got one beautiful day coming up, but it's not here yet. Let's find out when. Mike Dandry is over at Skywarn 13 in the weather room. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. I like how you said one because, well, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's just been a, well, it's been a disappointing spring. People say, well, we're going to go right from winter to summer. And, boy, the, every day that goes by, that gets to be a better prediction. But uh, Saturday will be nice, but we got to get there first. What's uh, immediately in store for us? Well, immediately we'll have the cloud cover still hanging around, and that'll eventually give way to chances for some showers and more widespread rain later on this afternoon. And some of these showers can get a little heavy at times. But our temperature is still going to hang out in these uh, mid to upper 40s, kind of like we saw yesterday. But then tonight, we start to see it taper off more of a gradual uh, showers and then start to, to move its way on out and then clear out as we dip into about the mid 30s. And that'll set up some sunshine to start Thursday with uh, mostly sunny conditions persisting throughout the day and temperatures getting into the upper 50s. So that is our one beautiful day. 
There's always a but afterwards because then we have more clouds roll in. Another chance of some showers late Thursday night, but a better chance going into Friday. Mainly cloudy conditions and temperatures still holding on to those mid to upper 50s, but it will get rather breezy. And then by Saturday, we get quite the warm-up, but it is going to be uh, some showers and some thunderstorms with that as well, as we may hit our first 70-degree day for the first time since October 19th of last year. But then on the back edge of that, maybe a little bit more moisture, giving way to a few showers on Sunday. But that's when we start to cool it off yet again and likely kicking off that last week of April with temperatures only getting up into the mid to upper 40s yet again. Right now in Eau Claire, though, overcast and 42 degrees. This has got to be one of the cool, I won't say cold because 45 isn't cold, but but it's got to be one of the coolest Aprils we've had in a long time. Yeah, we've been well below average, and uh, that's been the case for January, February, and March, too. So, uh, yeah, 2022 as a whole has been a pretty cold start, or we'll say cool start to the yeah, year. we'll see what happens. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Bob. Mike Dandry over there in the weather room at Skywarn 13, looking at the weather on wax. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean is excited to welcome spring and all the opportunity it brings. And as you think about what you're planting in your fields, Chippewa Valley Bean wants you to consider growing a crop of kidney beans. Kidney beans are a great addition to your rotation and bring great value back to your farm. If you're looking for new opportunities for your farm, give their agronomist Ben a call at 715-556-1930. That's 715-556-1930 or visit them at cvbean.com. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 22 minutes before 6 o'clock. Let's go into the newsroom. Morgan is there with some news for us this morning. Is this weather getting you down at all? Because you're always such a bubbly person. No, only on the inside. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think one of those things that's hard is that we see days, literally days, that we get like this, but it doesn't stretch out. I know. So we go way up high and it feels good. <laughs> and we're like, oh, Wisconsin, you can do this. I know, and then and it just a, bottom falls out. A few days. So I've been able to go out in my yard and do some some raking and cleaning up, and then then it snows and the wind mm-hmm. blows, and oh man, it's been miserable. But not a good spring. But have you got any good news for us? Well, I'll try my best at least, and we'll see if Mother Nature can hold up her end of the bargain. Those headlines start in Lacrosse. We'll take a little bit of a road trip there as one of the suspects in the theft of the hatched baby will have to pay a fine to avoid jail time. A judge yesterday ordered Matthew Reich to pay just over sixty six hundred dollars in restitution as part of a diversion agreement. Reich pleaded no contest to charges that he received stolen property. Now, he was caught last fall with the blue baby from the hatched baby sculpture. You might know that if you spend time in La Crosse. It sits right in front of City Hall. The artist who created the sculpture said the damage to his piece is unrepairable. While we look to the state level where Republicans in the Wisconsin legislature have scheduled a hearing on medical marijuana for 420, which is today. State Senator Melissa Agar, though, across the aisle and on the other side of the ticket, a Madison Democrat says the bill getting a public hearing at the Capitol today is a far cry from what Democrats have tried to offer over the past decade or so. The bill that has been scheduled for hearing is a restrictive medicinal bill that does not provide um, access to the um, plant-based products. Um, It only provides access to tinctures and oils and pills, not the plant itself. Agard says her bill would have allowed Wisconsinites to grow their own pot for use. It would have prevented outside businesses from selling cannabis in the state and would have allowed for judicial remediation for those with cannabis convictions on their record. Well, continuing at the capital level, Governor Evers' climate change plan would mean huge changes for where Wisconsin gets its electricity. Maybe you listen to Jill speaking with a renewable energy farmer. Well, the governor yesterday released his clean energy plan. The proposal would boost investment in solar and wind projects, push more people toward electric cars, and then aim to have the state carbon neutral by 2050. In Waukesha, there's an effort underway to build a new baseball field to honor the youngest victim of the Waukesha Christmas Parade attack. Jackson Sparks' family wants to renovate the field where he used to play and call it the Sparks Complex. That project has a $1.3 million price tag. The hope would be to have it completed by next summer and have those kiddos rounding bases. But city planners in Waukesha are now waiting to approve that idea. And there are several noises your car can make that you take it into the shop for. But uh, this lady in Missouri, she had a little bit of a different problem. In a Facebook post, police say the woman came in after feeling something against her feet while driving. Turns out she was feeling a snake slithering across her feet. The officers were able to locate what they called a nope rope and release the snake back into the wild. 
I'm Mark Mayfield. And from here in our local 715newsroom.com, I'm Morgan McCarthy. And now you are up to date on Wax 104.5. Speaking of wildlife, and mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything, and I don't know if you've heard anything. Have you heard any more on that? Uh, you remember the eagle that got Yeah, that Travis Hakes was taking yeah, care of. Yeah, it was. got, uh, I thousands of dollars of reward to find out any update on that so far they're still they're working on um rehabbing the eagle who's yeah. expected to make it and, and that's over in merrill someplace and ago yeah, yeah at the at the refuge there and um as far as leads or anything as to who shot the bird i haven't heard any updates there but we can definitely keep tabs on that i yeah. think a lot of people now interested to see what ends up happening with the eagle yeah really and truly hopefully they'll recover and they can put it back out in the wild best case scenario he's seen pictures of that bird what a beautiful animal well when we have a couple of pairs near us and we see them regularly yeah, you know yeah. where we drive oh, yeah. and stuff and they're just beautiful to see but if there is one on the side of the road you know finding somebody's deer or turkey that they hit they are huge birds yeah and, and that, it really is something to see their talons and that beak oh mm-hmm. magnificent animal absolutely sure. all right well keep us informed i'll have to get a hold of travis and see what he's uh see what kind of an update we've got well, i'll warn him that you're coming for him <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. All right. Thank it's you between dear. you and me. Anytime, Bob. All right. There goes Morgan in the newsroom this morning. We're about 18 minutes, closing in on 17 minutes before the hour, but uh, let's get back on the Jill Welke Show and find out what's going on in the field. It's time for another Pioneer update. I have Mike Gronsky, field agronomist for Pioneer. Now we're looking at the fields. We need to look below the ground to check out that seed bed. Thanks, Jill. So really, as it starts to dry out here, it's really important to not get too hasty at times when we want to go ahead and get some of that seed bed prepped on. And, you know, the biggest thing I encourage folks to do is, is go out and evaluate their soils before they start working with tillage passes across these acres. And it's really a pretty simple process. Take a little hand trowel with you. I dig down three to four inches. In an ideal scenario, you're grabbing a nice handful of soil and, and work it together between both your hands. And, and really, you know, if that soil is starting to bust apart and it seems a little more friable and it kind of crumbles easily, but well, that's a good indicator that that soil is in a position to be worked. Things that I watch for that I don't want to see, if it's very smeary, if it's thick, if there's a lot of tackiness to it uh, when you work it between your fingers, and the last factor being is any ribboning. So if you're taking that soil and you're working it between your thumb and index finger and you can actually ribbon that soil out, you know, that's a good indicator that that soil is probably too wet to start start working without potentially leading to some compaction layers in that soil. You know, and with that, as we get going and we start rushing that crop, things that can happen when we put these compaction layers in, more often than not, we'll run into some sidewall smearing at times. Um, then that can have a direct influence on the emergence of the, the crop that we're planting. Um, and we'll see some unevenness in that crop as it's coming out of the ground. You know, and the other factor too is it's going to put some root restriction limitations on there. You know, and often it can lead to scenario that's hatchet rooting. And in those types of situations, it's really going to limit that plant's ability to uptake moisture and nutrients, especially if we get later in the summer and if we get a little bit on the dry side, you know, plants that have been planted into that type of scenario are really going to show that stress a lot sooner than something that's going to be planted in the soil that's going to be fit at the time. So ideally, take a little time, look over that soil, start to get a feel for where you can be starting some of these tillage passes and and getting moving here this spring to try and optimize the potential for your crop in 2022. And that was some seedbed advice from Mike Gronsky, field agronomist from Pioneer, and I'm Jill Welke. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Quarter to six here at Wax, and we've got markets to get to, but uh, cranberry growers getting together. Yeah, the Wisconsin State Cranberry Growers Association is getting together for their Spring Mini Classic. That is tomorrow from 9 to 11 in Black River Falls, and you need to register ahead of time. It's at the Wisconsin Cranberry Research Station. In Black River Falls, you can be in person, or if you register, you can do it virtually also. All right. Get up and get there live. I'm so <laughs> sick of virtual. Oh, I just, I'm just done with it. I'm sick of it. But anyway, good luck for the cranberry growers, and uh, should be a beautiful day tomorrow. 56 degrees and sunshine, so a good day to... Get out and be there live. Cranberry growers getting together. All right, we've got markets we're going to get to, and uh, the markets on wax this morning. Brought to you by Christensen Sales. Auction schedules online at ChristensenSales.com. 
When you've got to have an auction, you want to work with a company that knows what it's doing to help you. And that means you want to talk to Christensen Sales in Abbotsford. Call Christensen Sales in Abbotsford at 715-223-6345 if you want to have an auction. They'll line it up for you, and don't forget it, Christensen Sales in Abbotsford, they're now offering live online bidding options as well. Your complete auction facility, Christensen Sales in Abbotsford, 715-223-6345. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, 42 degrees currently around the area. 46 is going to be our high today with a chance of rain, breezy conditions. Tomorrow, as we said, should be a beautiful day. Sunny and 56. And, Jill, we've got markets coming up, but other news. China is rapidly recovering from the devastating effects of the African swine fever, which wiped out half their breeding farms between 2017 and 2019. Last year, China produced almost 53 million tons of pork, just slightly less than 2017. And in the first quarter of this year, the Chinese processed just under 196 million hogs, an increase of over 14% from a year ago. Avian influenza, or bird flu, continues its march across the country. New numbers from the Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service show that the disease has been found in 29 states, from Maine to the Carolinas and west to the Rocky Mountains. So far, almost 27.5 million birds have had to be destroyed because of its current outbreak, which isn't expected to be as bad as the 2014-2015 outbreak when over 50 million birds had to be destroyed. Now we're going to jump right over to markets and hear from Jim Lindsay from Altoona Equity. Choice beef steers and heifers dollar fifteen to a dollar thirty five. We topped at a dollar thirty eight and a half. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers dollar ten to a dollar thirty two. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers a dollar twenty one to a dollar thirty one. We topped at a dollar thirty four and a half. Choice beef steers a dollar ten to a dollar twenty. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers dollar nine and down. Top twenty percent of the cow cows sold from eighty two to ninety two. We had a top of ninety six. Sixty percent of the cows sold from sixty seven to eighty one. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from sixty six and down. Organic market on Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from 85 to $1.05. We had a top of $1.10.5. The bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 84 and down. Cold bulls sold from 70 to $1. We had a top of $1.02. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 70 to $210 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $70 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $100 to $250 per head. We had an extreme top of $370. We are selling organic cattle on Tuesdays at the Altoona Market. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is this Friday. We are expecting four to 500 head for that sale. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we've got markets to get to over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us this morning. Good morning, Jerry. How you doing? Well, good morning to you, Bob. We're doing good, and it's, uh, well, rather encouraging. I know we're getting some precipitation today, but at least it's... Uh, will start with an R. We don't have to worry about that <laughs> S word. No, there is some up there. There's some of that S word up there, but I don't think it's going to reach the ground. But it'll be breezy again, so put your cap on lock. We don't want you to lose that valuable cap that you wear around. So it's uh, going to be breezy and a little damp. But Saturday, 70. How do you like that? That sounds real good, so let's just leave it at that. But that's uh, not why I called you, though. So no, <laughs> that's not why we called. We need to find out about the markets, what's been going on over at Stratford so far. All right, Bob, thank you, and good morning, everyone. A summary from uh, yesterday, Tuesday, here at Equity Stratford. We'll get a recap on the embedding auction from yesterday. Uh, large square bales, uh, second and third crop, selling mostly from 60 to 75 per bale. Bales of sear and alfalfa hay, depending upon quality, mostly from 35 to $60 per bale. Small squares yesterday from three to three and a quarter a bale on small squares of grass ear hay. We'll get into the market auction now. Start out with the organic market. Uh, we sell certified organic cows, fed cattle, uh, 
certified organic animals are sold on Tuesday. Organic cows in yesterday's auction selling from a fifteen a lower yielding organic cows ninety five and below. The conventional type market cows yesterday, cow market continues to be very strong this week. High yielding Holstein cows, seventy seven to uh, top cow yesterday at ninety dollars. The cows sixty to seventy six, thinner cows below sixty. On the bull trade, better quality bulls this week are mostly at ninety to one oh two with your lighter bulls below eighty five. Very strong also, better quality hosting bull calves, a dollar to two fifty. We've topped so far at two seventy, your good quality beef calves. Strong on those also, 200 to 400. Did see a top on Monday at 425. Now we are on Wednesday already. A full marketing date here in Stratford on Wednesday. Get started at 10 o'clock this morning. Market cattle of we'll sell fed cattle today. Sheep, hog, and goats, baby calves. Feeder cattle sale. We got a nice lineup of feeder cattle again today. It's the uh, feature consignment. Uh, Large consignment of over 50 Holstein steers, all on own cattle, vaccinated on corn silage, short, shorter term cattle. They're going to weigh from about nine to eleven hundred. So, Holsteins today for you guys that are feeding Holsteins, and also a good run of beef cattle, beef ca- uh, beef calves today. Also, that will be today feeder cattle sales. Shortly thereafter, I'll just start at eleven. Bob, that's all we have this morning. Uh, weather and uh, it's kind of kind of this rain's going to come in when it's going to be kind of an all day deal. Yeah, isn't it? kind of moving across all day. Chance of rain, breezy conditions, high of forty six. So. Uh, We'll deal with it. We have all April and uh, March, so uh, it's more of the same. Thanks, Jared. Jerry Fitzgerald over there at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And the Board of Trade yesterday, it uh, went higher yesterday, but then some profit-taking. Still the same factors affecting markets, weather here, Central South America, the Ukrainian situation. So with all that in mind, July corn overnight down three cents at seven ninety six. The oats down six at seven thirty a bushel. The wheat price for July up a penny at eleven ten. July soybeans up a fraction at sixteen ninety two, and meal up two ten a ton at four hundred sixty one dollars and seventy cents. Looking at the country elevator prices, wheat and grain Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location corn is at seven thirty five with soybeans at sixteen thirty three. Doomer's Grain and Pullman and Buck Country Arcadia. Corn is at 7.32 with soybeans at 16.39. And looking at our DTN screen, country elevator prices, corn down about a dime and the soybeans about three cents lower than yesterday. As we look at uh, Arcadia, the corn today is 7.49 a bushel at Baldwin and Mondovi. 7.28 on the corn, 16.40 on the beans. Duran, the beans are 16.40. Their corn is 7.23. At Elmwood, corn 7.28, the beans 16.45. Fall Creek seven eighteen a bushel for corn sixteen thirty on the beans Osseo seven thirty three and sixteen forty five at Stevens Point over at ADM soybeans cashing sixteen twelve a bushel out at Elk Mound seven thirty two and sixteen thirty seven Sparta the corn is at seven forty four with the beans at sixteen thirty six Ellsworth seven ten and sixteen seventeen at the ethanol plants corn at Boyceville today seven forty eight Stanley seven forty seven New Richmond seven Barrel cheese down two, two thirty nine and a half. The blocks down three and three quarters at two thirty six. Butter down two and a quarter at two seventy one and three quarters. Class three lower yesterday. April down four at twenty four twenty six. May down seventy five at twenty four thirty eight. June down sixty seven at twenty four fifty eight. July down fifty six cents at twenty four thirty. And August down twenty five at twenty four seventeen. And again, a look at our weather forecast brought to you by Marquardt Motors with the largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them out on their lot or at MarquardtMotors.com. And again, a chance of rain today, a little snow, but it probably won't hit the ground. And breezy conditions as the day goes along, high about 46. Tomorrow will be a beautiful day, 56 and sunshine, 42 right now. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi and the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.